are listening to Weird, Obscure, Impossibly Unsafe. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. It is episode 15 of Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe. I'm Jacob. I'm Anna Marie. And I'm Melissa. So we've been on this kick where we just sort of check in with everyone, re their media consumption. Uh, what have you been watching this week, Anne-Marie? Oh boy. Well, something that I just watched last night was a movie that I actually had never really heard of before, but I found it on Shudder called Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama from 1988. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mouthful. But, um, and it was weird, to say the least. It sounds like a you movie. Yeah, well, it was about these, like, the sorority, and there were these two college young women who were looking to be initiated into a sorority, and basically to be initiated, they were told that they had to steal a bowling trophy from a bowling alley, but they were also accompanied by these three kind of pervy nerdy guys who were trying to like peer in the window of the sorority house and got caught. So the five of them go to this bowling alley and they meet this other kind of punk rock woman who's there basically to like break in and steal stuff. And throughout this whole process, they get the bowling trophy and they accidentally drop it. <laughs> and when they drop it, this like, like imp creature comes out. <laughs> and what? it's like, I'm going to grant you wishes. And then <laughs> I believe if a, if an impish creature appears and grants you wishes, I think that's called a genie. It basically is a genie, but his name is <laughs> Uncle Impy. <laughs> oh, cool. Uncle Impy. <laughs> And basically, like, a couple of them, like, you know, ask for certain things. Like, you know, one, like, wants a bunch of gold. Another one wants to be, like, queen of the prom. Um, But, of course, like, things go terribly, terribly wrong. Um, And they can't escape this bowling alley um, Mm -hmm. until they, like, use the magic against the imp or, or they trap it. So it was just so strange. Apparently, they, like, the director didn't have any sort of budget. So they could only film in the bowling alley, like an operating bowling alley, uh, while it was closed overnight. Oh, um, so and you always can, nighttime. Yes. Oh well, they're stuck in it overnight anyway, so it worked. Very good. Um, yeah. But so that was what I watched. It was pretty silly. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, you should watch it. Nice. Well, uh, what about you, Jake? I would say, um, you know, we just uh, we just watched the whole mini series, The Vow, yeah. on HBO Max about the Nexium, uh, like sex trafficking cult thing. That was, I think, a really well made documentary. I'm like still thinking about I, it. Yeah, I don't really know what to say yet. But it was a good, it was a well-made documentary. And yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Hard to forget. Hard to forget. Like, you know, obviously 
you can kind of see the dynamics of like manipulation and and kind of the insidious way that like you know strong personalities can can uh make people do things that they wouldn't normally do and Mm -hmm. sort of turn up the heat gradually it's it's yeah it's disturbing i'll also point to two things that i quit i quit watching wonder woman 84 after about 40 minutes yeah and then i also watched the second 10 minutes of cats and quit again yeah that was a, that was round two for us and <laughs> you tried, tried again and you couldn't tried. do it i tried <sighs> maybe maybe just like 10 minutes at a time i'll make it through that awful awful movie that can be your your new year's resolution i don't just want to that's just it, it's just punishment make it through cats um, so that's what we've been consuming in the given household. What have you been consuming, Melissa? Um, funny you ask, but I just wanted to mention one movie that I forgot that I watched is kind of Christmassy. I watched Lethal Weapon for the first time like a month right. ago, maybe less than that. It's very silly. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Okay. So much saxophone. It's unreal. <laughs> Love that sax. <laughs> Anyways, um, other than that, I I just wanted to bring to your attention a very delicious ramen recipe that I kept seeing. Like I watched this video of someone making it like that, but that was only after I saw or I was reading a recipe that described ramen made this way. And I was like, I never thought to do that. But basically you just make a make ramen with like the pre-made packet, but then like you make it your usual way. But then when it's done, and I usually do this anyway, but you just poach an egg in there or you put in a soft boiled egg. And then after that, when you take it out, you put two slices of American cheese in it and butter and some green onions on top. And it actually tastes so good. I, I put additional veggies and stuff in there too, but it was so delicious. I recommend trying it. It just makes it creamier. Like American cheese is so mild that it doesn't add like necessarily a cheesiness, but it adds like a richness that I think the the ramen on its own doesn't have. So that's so interesting. What what about cheese whiz? We are in I, Philadelphia. No, no. Whiz whiz. Cheese and onions. <laughs> ramen with. <laughs> nice all right great yeah we'll try that well i have something disturbing to share with you today is it cheesy uh no oh there's very little cheese this is literally something that i hate the concept of more than a lot of things and i cover things that are that disturb me generally on this show i will say the first time I heard about this was on the podcast, and that's why we drink. So you'll be able to find more information on it there. I'm talking about an urban legend that originated in East Asia concerning elevators. I'm talking about the elevator game. Ooh. All right. So my sources for the elevator game are uh, primarily a website called theghostinmymachine.com as well as hideandgokill.fandom.com, some stuff off Reddit, and some stuff off Wikipedia. So 
I just want to read you the sort of popular, like widely distributed instructions for, for the elevator game. Also known as elevator to another world. So it's a game where one person takes an elevator to a different series of floors. And if you do it right, you could be transported to another dimension. So you need one player and you need a building that is at least 10 stories high with an elevator. So step one, you enter your chosen building and get into the elevator on the first floor alone. Do not proceed if anyone else is in the elevator with you. Step two, press the button for the fourth floor. Step three, when the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. Step four, when you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the sixth floor. Step five, when you reach the sixth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. Step six, when you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the 10th floor. And I'm just imagining doing this alone in a like dark building by myself, you know? And probably late at night too, because you'd want to be in the elevator when no one else would be. So you're just taking this, this elevator to a series of floors. And I'm just like imagining how anxious I would be, even though I know it completely that it's just made up, like how anxious you would be just waiting for the doors to open each time and how, how much anxiety that would build. Yes. And the creepiness, I think around like knowing the supposed creepy things that could happen and like, you're doing it and you have to do it by yourself yes. too. And you're doing all the steps. So here we go. When you reach the 10th floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the fifth floor. So then the elevator will go down to the fifth floor and the door will open. Here's where I lose my fucking shit. When you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Then you press the button for the first floor. If the elevator begins descending, uh, or sorry, if the elevator begins ascending to the 10th floor instead of descending to the first floor, I hate this so much, you may proceed. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open and do not look back and do not speak. So the idea is, right, you press the button for the first floor and potentially this elevator, instead of going to the floor, first floor, begins to go up to the 10th floor. So if that mm. happens, if you reach the 10th floor, and keep in mind, there's some lady in this elevator with you at this point, potentially. If you reach the 10th floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or to stay on it. If you choose to get off, and if the woman entered the elevator on the fifth floor, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her, do not look at her. Oh man. You will know whether you have arrived at the other world by one indication and one indication only. The only person present in it is you. <gasps> and I was, I was reading some Reddit accounts of people who played this game and, um, you know, fictionalized, it seems, because it was on no sleep, just talking about the 
nihilistic despair that starts to creep in as you start to realize that you are all alone in this entire world. You're the only being. Yeah, and I, I think that's where I heard about the elevator game too was on No Sleep. I think that was back when it was supposedly real ghost stories. But yes, very creepy. Other places say, you know, if you get out, all the lights will be off. And out of outside a window, the sky will be like a deep, dark red. And you'll see like a glowing cross out in the, like a glowing red like cross out in the distance. And that's all you'll be able to see. And that the, that the hallway stretches on to infinity. And that when you try to return to the elevator, the elevator seems to get further away as you're trying to get to it. So you're just stuck in this elongated hallway. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Oh no. That freaks me out on so many levels we have a thing about hallways yeah i have a i have a thing I, was, I think i was traumatized by the haunted house at disney i have a thing about long hallways with the haunted mansion haunted mansion thank you if you so the return trip if you choose to stay on the elevator um and you don't step out when you get to the 10th floor press the button for the first floor if it doesn't work keep pressing it until it finally does when the elevator reaches the first floor Exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. I wonder what happens when, like, if you do look back, you know, it's kind of like, um, was it Orpheus, the story of Orpheus and like uh, rescuing Persephone from Hades? And you don't know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. When he goes down and it's like, if you turn around, then you are stuck there forever or something like that and yeah right it's it's a like greek mythology part greek mythology and uh yeah that's the whole idea like as orpheus is trying to escape hades with persephone yeah the one rule is like they can't look back or else yeah they'll get stuck there so i just wonder if it's like kind of like that sort of uh scenario it, it does really remind me of like you're on this weird journey to this other world and then on the like it's very particular way to get out it does remind me of that story for sure mm-hmm. yeah i i think like part of it is that there's so much like almost like randomness to the floors that you have to visit and stuff too in the like particular order like it feels like a labyrinth mm-hmm. you know yeah if you have this like entity that like appears as a woman that like comes in on the fifth floor, just think about how much anxiety would be like there. And like, you would forget like how easy it would be to like forget steps. Yeah. To feel like you're being watched. And the other thing is some people say that like, when you step out into the other world after you uh, get up there, the, um, electronics don't work so you can't save these instructions on your phone they better be burned in your memory yeah you fucked (laughs) tell them how it is that's how it is so if you choose to exit the elevator at the 10th floor you must use the same elevator to return as the one in which you arrived when you enter the elevator press the buttons in the same order you did Uh, coming up and you should finish at the fifth floor 
When you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will begin to ascend again to the 10th floor. Press any other floor's button to cancel the ascension. You must press the button you use to cancel uh, the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. And I read somebody's comment on this and they were like, this is, this is the, this is the uh, 10th floor like calling you back. Oh, that's creepy. And oh. so you have to, you have to like press a button to interrupt it. Otherwise, who knows? Oh. After you reach the first floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something wrong, repeat step two in, until your surroundings look as they should. And step two is just following the sequence of floors uh, to get back. Once you are confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Additional notes. And this is where they lay out sort of some of the details about what it's like to get off on the 10th floor. You should reach the other, should you reach the other world, the floor onto which you will emerge will look almost identical to the one from your own world, save for two things. All the lights will be off and the only thing you will be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Some say that electronic devices, mobile phones, cameras, MP3 players, etc., don't work in the other world. Others say they do. Getting back to your own world may be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forget which elevator in, in which you arrived. The elevator may seem further away from you as you walk towards and so on. Be vigilant and keep your wits about you. This feels like bad instructions. Yeah. You're going to feel disoriented. Don't be disoriented. <laughs> if at any point you pass out during the ritual or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to carefully examine your surroundings upon waking up. The home to which you have been returned may not be the one you left when you first set up <gasps> this ritual. Concerning the woman on the fifth floor, do not speak to her. Do not look at her. If you do, she may decide to keep you for her own. So that is the complete instructions uh, for the elevator game from theghostinmymachine.com. So she's going to keep you. What does that mean? That's so vague and scary. I really, really don't know. Yeah. So those are the instructions. On this other site, hideandgokill.com, I found a few little extra pieces of flavor here. Some tips. You must not in any case attempt this too many times. This makes you susceptible to accidental slipping through the worlds. If you do not get out of the elevator on the 10th floor, or if the woman does not get in, you should head straight back down to the first floor. Three, sometimes when you're coming back, the elevator goes back up instead of down. You have to cancel the ascension by pressing any button with periods in there, being very emphatic. Between your current floor and the 10th to get off, the other world is pulling you. Like what? That's so spooky. And no, tip four. If you faint in the other world and find yourself back in your world, be careful. Uh, you can be pulled there and back at any given moment. This happens to people with susceptible souls. Some of that stuff is repeated, but just like differently in that source. What is a susceptible soul? Like what is the criteria of that? 
That's a good question. I don't know. Because like, how do you know if, if you are one, like if, or you have one, you don't. So that these versions got popular, I think around, I'm wanting to say around 2011. And then this, the, the person who runs uh, the ghost in my machine.com after it kind of blew up, went and wanted to do more research on like the origins of this story. And they found the earliest account they could find, which was in 2008, dated 2008 from a uh, Korean website. And on this particular version, the sort of 2008 version, it's, it's very simple. You're instructed simply to get on the elevator alone in a building with at least 10 floors, visit the fourth, second, sixth, second, 10th, and fifth floors in succession. And while at the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. Doing so will cause the elevator to rise to the 10th floor. When the elevator doors open, they will open onto another world. The instructions state that you'll know you're, you have arrived if you appear to be the only person present, but also that what happens next isn't known. So those instructions are a lot more like bare bones, but just what freaks me out so much, what freaks me out so much is when you press the one floor and the thing starts to go up. (gasps) I don't like it. Well, because that's the moment you know that you're not just pressing random elevator buttons. But you know what else? You know what else though? Like sometimes when I'm in an elevator and it starts to move, it's hard to tell which direction it's going. Yes. So if I did this, and I pressed the one floor and I felt it kind of move and didn't really know what direction I went until I saw that it was going down, like on the thing, I would be like terrified for like a solid, like two seconds. Definitely. And I also feel like you're stuck in this little elevator and like every time it opens up would be so like something that's so mundane, like riding in an elevator is yeah. now something so spooky. And like every time the doors open, every time it's like moving, people are, are coming in or you see people outside. I don't know. Just you're either going to be acting really strangely because you're really suspicious or just really terrified. Yeah. Or you're going to see David S. Pumpkins appear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was just about to say. So not SNL, but that's, that's interesting because that is a parody, I think, of the Tower of Terror in at, at uh, Disney World, right? Disney yeah, Disney and that's what I was, this, this kind of reminded me of the Tower of Terror, which is like a drop like ride, but it mm-hmm. had like a lead up where you're sort of like going through this old hotel and the cart is sort of going through the old, old hotel and you know, there are certain sections of it where the elevator doors open up in front of you. And as the elevator doors are opening up, it's like a really freaky moment because you don't know what's behind them, you know? Mm. I'm just thinking about like, I don't know, all the all the scary elevator possibility. I'm thinking of The Shining too, like, you know, yeah. you don't know what's the coming. The blood gets off on the third floor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's like it adds to that fear of the unknown and like the anticipation of it all. Mm -hmm. So in the 2008 version, the rules also warn you about a young woman who might step onto the elevator at the fifth floor. You're not to speak to her, they say, because the person is not a person. I wonder if she's meant to be some sort of like gatekeeper in some way. I don't know. I just think people thought of or like, maybe she's a warning. Yeah. Um, and I, also, I was wrong. That's not a Korean version. That's a Japanese version. The two thousand. Oh, okay. And wh- one thing I wanted to point out too is like, 
elevators like now there's more and more people living in like high rises or like taller buildings like people living in cities and things and like what we picture as like a haunted house like in the country like an abandoned home or something like that that doesn't exist for a lot of people but like what's scary that something people will encounter an elevator so it's like a modern like haunted house place Right. I think that's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. So it's interesting. You're pointing to like real life things that might have inspired some of the fear around it. The um, ghostinmymachine.com article also talked about a possible incident that may have inspired this legend. In June 2006, in the Minato ward of Tokyo, an elevator malfunctioned and began to ascend while the doors were still open, causing the death of a 16-year-old high school student. And oh, my God. After, yeah, after an investigation, they found that several several similar situations had happened, several different malfunctions of, like, elevators that would go up when you hadn't prompted them to or whatever, while the doors were still open. So, like, it would resolve and result in lots of deaths. And as you remember, one of the the key moments in this game is when the elevator goes up when you're trying to tell it to go down, right? And maybe this is a stretch of a connection, but uh, there was apparently like a lot of uneasiness around elevators at the time because of this stuff happening in Tokyo. So this legend, this sort of urban legend, you know, if not like directly inspired by these incidents, like could be the result of like this or could be in part influenced by this sort of like widespread anxiety around elevators at the time, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like elevators too. I mean, there's potentially a lot that could go wrong when riding one. And there's this like a certain amount of control you're giving up by stepping into an elevator because you're just, you're entrapped in this very small space and it's controlling whether you go up or down. I mean, you press a button and you hope that it goes in one direction and you hope the, do- the doors close right, when they're supposed not. to <laughs> or don't. <laughs> but like ultimately, I mean, there are incidents that happen with elevators and even movies use it as like a, um, I don't know, like a, what's the right the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Where like, you know, people are stuck in the elevator the doors are open, but then it starts going up and then they're right. Or like the elevator falls suddenly or like something happens where people get stuck in an elevator. There's so many th- times when elevators are used to scare us in movies. I, I totally understand why people would be skeptical. And if there's like real life situations where that's happening and also escalators, like, have you seen videos where escalators just like, I just aren't working and people like fall through horrific oh no terrible yes elevators so scary people fall through escalators yeah there's like all sorts of gears and stuff in there like if they break it like can be really really serious they can get really injured i don't even want to think about that (laughs) i understand why elf was afraid to go up the escalator (laughs) yeah Um, do y'all want to hear some faqs about playing the elevator game Yes, I do. How do you find an elevator with no one on it or getting on it except for the lady? Answer, that's up to you. Be resourceful.
so helpful. Question. These are from the Ghost in My Machine, by the way. Question. What if you want to do it with two or more people? Answer. My guess is it probably won't work. I don't know whether anything negative will happen. At best, though, I suspect that the elevator will just function as it normally would. It might be interesting to try doing it simultaneously with someone else in a building that has more than one elevator. Each of you picks an elevator. You begin at the same time and hopefully reconvene in the building's lobby at the end of it. But I can't vouch for the safety of this possible variation. (gasps) So ominous. Somehow that, not that it's scarier, but that scares me a lot because like you're doing it and like you say if if it's if it does work you expect that you'll meet your friend or whoever up there and then when you're alone dear god you know you're alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) you feel it really really deeply i would totally get out on the fifth floor and and uh get in my friend's elevator pretending to be a woman that's why I would never just do just jump it out you. and scare him. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, why like you say, oh, we'll both do it. You go in that one, and then <laughs> <laughs> you just wait on the fifth floor. <laughs> um, what happens if you talk to that woman? Answer. I'm not sure anyone has ever done this and been in a position to report back afterwards. Dun dun dun. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's try that one out not question what happens if someone who's not the young woman gets on the elevator answer i'm pretty sure that will just cause the ritual not to work i'd abort the whole thing and head back down to the lobby you can always try again later if you're worried that the new passenger might be the young woman in disguise which isn't something i've heard of happening but i suppose there's a first time for everything err on the side of caution by averting your gaze which is what we all do when people get in the elevator anyway, because nobody wants to make eye contact or be weird, right? Exactly. Well, sometimes people say, like, what floor are you going? Like, what what floor can I press it for you? Yeah, I'll just look at the ground and not talk to them. And then they would be afraid of you. Uh, question. How am I supposed to tell if whoever got on the elevator is the young woman without looking at her? Answer. That's what your peripheral vision is for. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so sassy. Elevators are generally pretty small, so you should be able to spot enough details about the new passenger from the corner of your eye to be able to tell whether it's a young woman or not. Just avoid looking directly at whoever it is. The important thing is not to make eye contact. I feel like every answer to these questions <laughs> should end with like dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> All right, I'll end I'll end the next one with dumbass. What happens if no one gets on at the fifth floor? Answer, remember, it's not a given that the young woman will show up. If she does, it'll be on the fifth floor, but she won't necessarily put in an appearance. Count yourself lucky if no one gets on then. It's one less thing you have to worry about, dumbass. Oh, it works nicely. (laughs) Can you play in a see-through elevator? Answer, I don't see why not dumbass i was thinking that too but like could you if it was a see-through elevator you could watch someone do the whole thing and see what happens from the outside oh interesting yeah Mm. i don't know although i think 
if it's see-through and the glass is reflective, then the uh, woman might try to catch your catch your gaze and. That seems risky to me. Yeah. Uh, question: Does time run the same speed in the other world as it does here? Answer: Not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> question. Can you take a picture of the woman on the fifth floor so you know what she looks like? Answer. <laughs> I just imagine the person having a, this voice. <laughs> I mean, you could try. <laughs> I'm not totally sure the picture would come out properly. <laughs> It'd be like in the ring where you take a picture of someone and their <laughs> face is all distorted. Or like some person just gets on at the fifth floor and it's unrelated and you just flash a photo right in their face. <laughs> Question. Shouldn't we help this poor woman on the fifth floor to get out? What if she's stuck there too? Answer. That's what she wants you to think. Dumbass. Oh, no. <laughs> Question. How long can you safely stay in the other world? Answer. It's never safe. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, there's a lot more. Actually, yeah, there's a ton more Q&As that we don't have to go through, but that's a that's a sample, I guess. They were great. I love the sassiness of the responses. <laughs> I know. All right, here we go. This is a good one. This 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 person feels uh, very um, detail oriented. What would happen if you bring paper and pen with you? And instead of talking, the woman on the fifth floor while she asks, where are you going? Instead of talking. Yeah, this is how the, this is the grammar. And instead of talking the woman on the fifth floor while she asks, where are you going? You write a response and give it to her without looking at touching or talking to her. Would that be considered as breaking the rules? Answer. I'm not sure it would be considered rule breaking per se, dot, dot, dot. But I also don't think any good would come of it. The key point here is that you're not to acknowledge her at all. Writing out an answer to her question and giving it to her is absolutely acknowledging her, even if you don't look at, touch, or talk to her. I wouldn't do it if I were you. To do so would likely be granting her permission to keep you. And once she's gotten you, she's not likely to let you go, period. Ever. Period. Dumbass. Oh. Period. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so I mean, there's a few more Q&As, but we don't have to go into all of them. That's most of what I got on the elevator game. I did want to mention uh, that there was a really unfortunate incident in 2014 where a young woman named Elisa Lam the daughter of uh, immigrants from Hong Kong and a student at the University of British Columbia uh, was found dead in the water tank at on the roof of the Cecil Hotel in LA. Uh, she was traveling to California and stayed there. And she was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor, but her roommates, I guess, complained about odd behavior and she was moved to her own room after a couple of days. So then she went missing. And during the search, guests started complaining about low water pressure and saying the water was coming out black and, and had like an unusual taste. And then on February 19th, 
Uh, her body was found in one of the thousand gallon uh, water tanks that provided water to rooms, kitchen, coffee shop, etc. And so that was just like this really like tragic uh, thing. And I personally think it's in really bad taste to try to connect this to an urban legend, but a lot of people tried. So uh, I feel like I have to mention it. Um, but there's this video of her um, in this sort of like closed circuit video of her in a um, elevator acting like really erratically. And if you watch it, it's like very disturbing. She's like jumping out of the elevator and like looking both ways, like as if somebody's like coming after her or something. And so a lot of people saw this and were like saying, oh, this is proof that like the elevator game is like messing with her head or something, or she's playing the elevator game. Um, but like it came out that she had bipolar disorder and like very easily could have been having like a psychotic episode or something like that. And it's all just very sad. There's lots of strange theories about uh, or speculations about her death. So, I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much, but I felt like if we're talking about the elevator game, we have to sort of address that because it is something that came up and like during this whole thing while the elevator game story was being passed around the internet and they sort of, I don't know, would use this video of her sort of uh, like freaking out in this elevator as as like some kind of supporting evidence for the for the thing which i i don't know found really in bad taste um i as far as like the elisa lamb thing goes um like i totally agree i think she's just like you know extraordinarily mentally ill and had a break from reality and that's what we saw on, on the videotapes and yeah we're not going into a lot of detail but i do think like you said it like really fed into the myth behind this elevator game and the mystery and i think people just connected it in hopes that it was real and not saying that's right but um i think it just was one of those mysterious situations especially considering like where they found her like in the water tank and like how difficult it would be to get in there is like a huge piece of the mystery yeah but yeah, yeah i mean there there are there are like speculations about whether or not she was killed versus whether or not she just like fell in and couldn't get out or whatever um right right and you know i don't i don't know a lot about it but i would say uh i remember hearing it on and that's why we drink and i remember uh christine on that show doing a pretty good job so if you wanted to learn more about the elisa lamb case i would direct you there and I also Generation Y does a really good episode on this. And they really like talk about the elevator game for like two seconds and dismiss it. And it's like mostly focused on her and not the elevator game at all. But yeah, yeah for the true crime part of it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, um, would you guys try the elevator game? I was thinking, I was entertaining the question the entire time I was doing this research. And I was like, would I actually do it? And I think the answer is probably not because I don't think I would have access to a 10 story building that I wouldn't feel embarrassed to get caught playing the elevator game in. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I'm also, I'm trying to picture like where I could go. I'm like, if I just go to any old building, like in Philly or something, maybe I could try it. But then if I get caught, what am I going to say? The consequences I... would be worse than, uh, <laughs> than getting stuck in the other world yeah definitely god that i would rather be trapped 
in an eternity by myself in an alternate dimension than be embarrassed for 30 minutes because the thing is it wouldn't just last those 30 minutes it would last the rest of your life (laughs) where you'd wake up at 3 a.m and like that is much scarier like just having that like memory appear to you at 3 a.m 30 years later that's you fucking idiot that's the real (laughs) terror of this of this whole game this this entire thing is just a conspiracy to make us all look silly yeah i actually love this i love the idea of the elevator game i don't think i'd ever try it because one i'm like a chicken and also i don't have an elevator to try but like these weird like terrifying things like i feel like it's like such a marker of my youth of like all these things when i was like a tween and i would read this and i'd be like what the heck there's a game and you get lost in a dimension and it's real no sleep says it's real someone actually <laughs> to somebody i feel like that response like from those years of reading like i know for me it was like snopes.com or like mm. whatever like no sleep or cre- creepy pasta but like even though as an adult i'm like that's not real I don't know. Like it's still ingrained in me to be afraid of those things. And therefore I would not do it. Same thing also with the like social anxiety aspect of it. I would just never forget the moment I got caught or also I would just never remember the directions either. Yeah. Right. But I just think about, I just think about like, I like I'm, you know, completely rationally right now. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a made up story um it's something people do to entertain themselves um whatever but like if i did it as soon as that elevator was headed for the fifth floor the first time i would be like oh shit but like what if Uh, yeah i'd be going this shit's real this is real this is real get me off and then the thing is the thing is I, i mean it's genius the way the sort of procedure is designed because it's like she may or may not appear and then you press for the first floor and then you get another little shot of adrenaline when you're like which direction is this thing going mm-hmm. you know and the fact that you have to be completely by yourself you have to be completely by yourself and every single time this elevator has to open up to an empty building that to me just like the weirdness of it the oddness of it to me is just really like bizarre and creepy and unsettling in like even even if the elevator game like didn't yield any supernatural results or anything like that even just like going through the sequence of opening and closing the door has this like weird lynchian like unsettling kind of feeling to it you know yeah and also like when you get to the 10th floor and it like supposedly works and all you see is like a red glowing cross i hate that which i don't like understand why it would be that but that's what makes it creepy too i think there's like no rhyme or reason to it at least it doesn't seem like there is i've heard of like a version where there wasn't a cross like things were just like off and there just was no one there but then i always wondered like how would you know and it would be this whole thing of like are you still there and you try to go about your life and you don't know if you've left and like everyone is i don't know it just seemed like so such like a mind melding thing of like what if you're still there right now and you've never left the 10th floor when when you get off or when you're on the 10th floor you're actually just in twin peaks yeah oh, no. when you hear the theme music that's how you know you're not in your reality anymore <sighs> all right well 
that's great it. Great job. Yeah, Thank you. that was so creepy. That that's that story like genuinely freaks my mind. Me too. Thanks for listening to Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe. This podcast belongs to the Cinepunks Podcasting Network. Um, if you go to their website, cinepunks.com, that's C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.com, you can find all sorts of informa- more information about this show and other shows on the network, as well as writings from Anna-Marie and Jake. You should write for them Indeed. one day. I, nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. You can co-write something. We can dream. <laughs> I'm dreaming now. You can also find us on Instagram at Weird Obscure Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Weird Obscure Pod. And if you um, have any spooky stories of your own, any urban legends that you've heard or tried, any cryptid, paranormal, etc., sort of personal encounters or, or legends that you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Wow, my voice just went really high. It wasn't quite a crack, but it went really high. That was really spooky. You can write us about that. Yeah. <laughs> if my voice is is really uh, messing with your brain right now, um, we would love to hear from you. And you can submit that stuff to weirdobscurepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and it might make it onto a future listener story episode. Mm-hmm. We want those stories. We want them. Yes, please go try the elevator game for us and then tell us how it went. Honestly, if we just only got stories of people trying the elevator game and sending it to us, their results I, and, and how they felt and things, like I would love to do an episode just elevator game part two, how our listeners who are all much braver than us did. Yes. Yeah, I would love that. We want to know. Okay, well, I think that's it for today. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.